guys, welcome back to Modified Lifestyle. I'm your host, Andrew. And this is Ranjot over here. And to start things off, um, there's been a lot of talk this week about the brand new 2021 Ford Bronco. So anyone that doesn't know, this truck has been around since 1966, and I believe they discontinued it in the 90s because, uh, you know, bigger SUVs weren't the, the trend at that time. Uh, and they kind of focused on smaller SUVs at that point. So they're kind of bringing it back. And obviously, it's kind of like inspirational to the old Bronco. Yeah, so a lot of people love the old Bronco. You know, they're actually quite rare if you think about it. I've only seen like a couple of them in Toronto mm-hmm. at like car shows and stuff. Yeah. You really don't see them driving around on the road. But there is like a huge market for them just because of how rare they are. And people do really like like the old style and the boxy kind of suv Mm -hmm. um it's similar to like the older jeeps and like the land rover defender Mm -hmm. the older ones so it kind of has like that similar body style i think a couple years ago ford announced that they were gonna resurrect it with Mm -hmm. complete new redesign and everything Um, over the years we've seen like small teases and stuff we haven't really seen like a full production model of it but over the past week ford has been dropping a lot of teasers about it and i think the day this podcast goes up that's the actual announcement yeah exactly uh that's exactly when they're supposed to be releasing more details on the actual ford bronco uh what we know about it though it's supposed to be very 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 similar to the the ford ranger platform as they say so um in terms of what we know like with the little detail that we have about this we know that it's gonna come with a four cylinder and a v6 engine now this is a good thing and a bad thing i mean it, it didn't it's not gonna obviously gonna come with the v8 that it had in it back in the day but it's a good thing that this v6 is a twin turbo which kind of shows that they're gonna be using a similar platform from their EcoBoost models uh which are very popular with a lot of ford owners um it's also going to come with two transmissions including a manual and an automatic transmission which is a huge 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 plus for us us uh you know car guys yeah exactly and like this car it's mainly built and designed for off-roading yeah so obviously having a manual transmission is like super helpful if you're into like off-road and stuff like that mm-hmm. but like randall said like with no v8 i'm not really surprised because even in like the ford f-150 lineup now the v8s i think there's only maybe one or two options yeah all the other ones they're ecoboost they're like v6 ecoboost or even like four cylinder ecoboost yeah right so i'm not really surprised there's no v8 hopefully we could get a v8 in the future yeah that'll be really nice it'll be a nice throwback to like the real ford bronco back -hmm. in the day but as of right now like these are all just rumors if you want like ford's website they have some teasers and Mm -hmm. like you read all kinds of articles and stuff Mm -hmm. about leaks but there's nothing official so obviously we're gonna see all of that on monday so the day the podcast goes up if you guys are interested you guys could kind of tune into that but from what we know for sure is that there's going to be three different models so there's going to be a two-door a four-door and then a sport model so similar to how land rover has their defenders so there's Mm -hmm. an option for everyone really i'm assuming the sport is going to be more for like practicality Mm -hmm. if someone wants like a nice big suv Mm -hmm. the sport would probably be the best option and then the four-door and two-door more for like people like enthusiasts right but like in terms of how big it is it's not really that big like i would say it's like a similar sizing to as you said the the range rover defender and like the jeep wrangler right like i wouldn't say it's huge yeah exactly i think it shares like a similar platform right or a similar size to like the f-150 exactly so it's not gonna be like big and bulky as like the older ones were Mm -hmm. 
And I can definitely see because of the uh, the size difference, a lot of people will use that to its its advantage and really take these things off roading. Because uh, let's be honest, that's what these things were really built for back in the early days. And a lot of people are, I think, gonna really hop on this because that's what it essentially is for. Yeah, it's like a nostalgia. Yeah. To like the older days. In terms of like the design, is like like we said, it's not like real confirmed design mm -hmm. but there's a lot of leaks so if you you could just google it and you'll find a lot of pictures and leaks about it mm -hmm. um it's interesting i could say it definitely has a lot more modern touches to it but it also kind of keeps that boxy style right and i think that's what people really like they like the old boxy style of these cars and which is why the jeep wrangler hasn't hasn't changed for years same with the defender and obviously that's why ford is really thinking about who they're targeting in this aspect people really like the boxy old look of their of the jeeps or of the trucks right so i think they're they're very smart for doing this and i can really see them selling a lot of these one other thing uh, i mean this is probably not gonna happen but i would love to see a raptor version of this so like obviously the raptor is like the f-150s like you know high-end model and it's like mainly for off-roading and like you know that kind of stuff but i can definitely i i would definitely love to see a bronco version of that uh where they kind of like go all out on it and kind of make it for off-road purposes and like super or highly modified just from factory actually now that i think about it, that'd be pretty cool mm -hmm. like if we do see a raptor version of the bronco it'd be nice to see like a big v8 in it and like a lifted chassis and like upgraded shocks and all that kind of stuff i don't know about like four-wheel drive system but it, like differentials locking differentials and all that would be pretty cool uh, i think a lot of people appreciate that for sure obviously gonna see a lot of technology in this car just like all the ford's cars yeah and they've really like brought up uh, the technology in all their vehicles let's be honest they might not be the best performing cars in terms of like the engines and whatever right but when you sit inside of in, inside of like any ford pickup truck or car it's just very comfortable to sit in there it's like really up to date and like there's nothing in in that car that you know is outdated in my opinion yeah exactly ford definitely does like a really good job in like the mm -hmm. technology aspect of their cars and yeah we'll obviously see that in the new bronco but yeah, obviously, like we said, um, these are all speculations at this point. Mm -hmm. um, we'll probably be back next week with more like confirmed details. Yeah. So definitely stay tuned for that. All right. So another card that was announced in the past week is the 2021 Dodge Durango SRT Hellcat. Yeah, you're that right. Dodge is throwing a Hellcat engine into the Dodge Durango seven-seater SUV. Now, Dodge has been doing this for quite a bit. I yeah, mean, they're, they're, I think they're just addicted to throwing Hellcat motors and everything. Yeah, I think uh, they just love throwing the big V8s into every car. Yeah, like, let's be honest, uh, they probably have one of the best performing, not the best performing, but fastest SUVs out there. I Like, if, if this thing's making close to that 707 horsepower, it's actually insane because, I mean, they kind of did it with Trophy SRT as well where they were actually able to get this 707 horsepower. This could be like the bigger version of it, which is really interesting because like they never put that big of an engine in a Durango before. I think a couple of years ago, they announced the Durango SRT. Mm -hmm. So they've been offering the V8s in the Durango for a while now, but this is like the first Hellcat version of it, which I assume it's a similar engine to what like you get in a Challenger Hellcat or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, they say that it, 
can put down 710 horsepowers and 645 pound-feet of torque. Wow. Which is insane for a seven-seater SUV. Again, just listen to what he said. A seven-seater SUV. Yeah, and it's all-wheel drive. And they actually have like a pretty sick video of like of the Durango doing an all-wheel drive burnout too. Yo, I'm I'm going to throw this out there right now. Dodge knows how to you know really get sales from car enthusiasts. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> because like they know what we want, right? Like burnouts and like, you know, going all over the place with it and throwing crazy engines in every like think about it. Only car guys think about that shit. Oh yeah. Like, I don't think anyone would, would have expected Dodge to do this. No. To be honest. Mm-hmm. But, like, now that it's out there, like, I can't imagine what people are going to do. Like, I know the, the Trokey SRT. Mm-hmm. People have been modding that and tuning that car for years now. Like, I've seen everything from whatever. They come with, like, 385 horsepowers. Mm-hmm. The SRT version. People have tuned it up over 1,000 horsepower. Yeah. That's not even the Trackhawk, too. Yeah. Right? And, uh, I mean, those things are all-wheel drive. And I think that's why people really go for them is because... Dodge doesn't really make an all-wheel drive car, but they have to kind of do it with the SUV. Otherwise, they'll, you know, tip over and shit. Yeah, exactly. Right? At least, like, the, the Hellcat yeah. Chargers and exactly. Challengers, right? They don't come all-wheel drive. I think this is a sign that Dodge really has to start putting the all-wheel drive system in even the cars. Because, let's be honest, the cars probably get whooped by the SUVs. Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Like, all I the think, time. Like, even if you get, like, a Challenger... Yeah. Or a Charger SRT. Right. Like, even just the SRT, not even the Hellcat. Like, there's so much torque, like, you could barely handle that. Yeah. Right? And if people who are buying these cars, they probably would prefer an all-wheel drive version. Right. Or at least, like, something like how Mercedes is doing it, how they have the variable four-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. So, you can kind of switch back to two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive. Right. Uh, that would be pretty cool to get that, in, like, a Hellcat format. So, like, 700 horsepower all-wheel drive, which is insane. Yeah. Right? In a car, too. But, you know, they, they obviously have to offer that in an SUV or else, you know, people wouldn't really want to buy it. So Dodge claims that the SRT Hellcat can go 0 to 60 in just 3.5 seconds. And it does the quarter mile in 11.5 seconds. What the? And that's stock. Again, I'm going to throw this again out there. It's an SUV. Yeah, it, it's, it's the numbers are this crazy. This is fucking crazy. Thing. I don't know. Like, I don't... Obviously, people are going to buy it, but I don't see any need to have that much power in an suv of this size no definitely not i mean if anyone wants to buy it it's it's eighty three thousand dollars out there um i think that's us too yeah that's us so (laughs) i would say a bit over 100k canadian but pre-orders pre-orders do start in fall so if you're about it go for it honestly i can't wait to see this thing come to to the market and to see it on the road all i'm reading all the headlines right now Mm -hmm. and there's like crazy things people are calling it like the family suv from hell mm-hmm. <laughs> which is exactly what it is yeah but yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm pretty excited to see it right same same thing here like this is something that i could see myself driving like in the future obviously if if, if i decide to start a family you know this is the car i would get if if i did, couldn't drive my you know race car or whatever yeah i can imagine people who are who are driving like the Challenger SRT Hellcats or like the Charger Hellcats mm-hmm. upgrade to this. Yeah. Right? Because you still have all that power, but you have a lot more space too. Definitely a lot more space. I think that's the advantage to this, right? Even from like a design aspect too, like they made really subtle changes mm-hmm. to the exterior, but it, it still has like that really nice aggressive look to it. 
which I kind of like. And and they also added like a racing stripe that goes all the way down mm-hmm. the middle, right to right. the back. Right. So it kind of has that like Charger Challenger feel to it. Even like the interior too. Like I don't know what the interior of the regular Durangos look like, but looking at like the Hellcat interior, it's like really nice and it's very like driver focused too. Mm-hmm. So like obviously being like a performance car, it also has like all those performance accents and like paddle shifters and like it has all the info on the dash and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but it has like really nice details like i'm looking at the pictures and there's like forged carbon accents mm-hmm. which is really nice that's something you only see in like high-end cars yeah. like high-end supercars and stuff mm-hmm. so it's nice to see like dodges adding those kind of touches to it so yeah that's the srt durango hellcat crazy suv 700 horsepower zero to 60 in three and a half seconds and we'll see it in 2021 Yep, we definitely will. All right, so next up, I want to talk about this picture I saw on Instagram. So someone spotted the new Mustang Mach-E in a driveway. I think it's played it in Michigan. So obviously these cars are made in Detroit. So I'm assuming it's like an employee or something mm-hmm. that kind of just took the car home for yep. the day. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about that. The Mach-E. <sighs> it looks horrible. I honestly hate the styling of it. It's like a fucking Mustang and an SUV had birth. It's 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 horrible. I mean, obviously, it'll probably take me time to get used to it, but I do not like it. Yeah, it's it's very controversial because they're because Ford's throwing the Mustang logo on it. Yeah. And obviously being electric, it doesn't have that real Mustang feel. Yeah. Right? Cuz like people know Mustangs for like their big V8 motors and like yeah. lots of torque and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but with this being electric, it's completely opposite of what a Mustang is. Yeah. Definitely is not a Mustang anymore. They're calling the Mach-E. I mean, it's suitable because it kind of looks like a Mustang. But again, it's it's horrible. Yeah, honestly, if you were to take the Mustang badges off it, I think it would look totally fine. Like, it, like the d- design-wise, it shares nothing with the Mustang. Aside from the taillights, maybe, yeah, but like maybe just the taillights. Yeah. Ford kind of adapts their taillights to like their SUVs, yeah. so they could probably easily change that. But like, aside from that, it really shares nothing with the Mustang. But like performance-wise, I guess that's what they're kind of pointing towards. Yeah, because it does do. Like I don't know the exact numbers, but it is very comparable to like a Mustang, especially for an electric car. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, a lot of like SUVs they're coming in like this coupe format so it kind of has like that sloping roof line towards the back and that's kind of what the the maki has as well and i'm not gonna lie it looks pretty nice honestly what really throws off this this certain suv for me especially uh is just the look of it like i don't know i don't know why everyone wants to make like crossovers and like you know cars plus suv inbred it's it just doesn't look that great let's be honest uh I mean, it's probably very practical, but it, it it just doesn't suit the SUV genre in general. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, but because people like it's so weird how the like the car market is going right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want SUVs, but yeah. they don't want big SUVs. Yeah, but that's kind of what makes a vehicle an SUV. SUV? Yeah, is that it being big? Exactly. Right. So it like the market the way the market's going doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. But I think Ford to just kind of. They're trying to adapt to that by creating this SUV with, like, the performance of a car. Yeah, it definitely seems like they're just uh, trying to obviously go for the mainstream, you know, buyers. And they aren't actually thinking about, you know, 
the real enthusiasts that actually value the name of Mustang. To be frank, they've kind of ruined the name of the Mustang now because the Mustang is known, for, you know, as a car. Uh, it's supposed to be fast, and it's obviously supposed to be gas, right? So, it, I mean, they can do whatever they want, but they're kind of tarnishing their own name in terms of the Mustang. The Mustang Mach-E has been announced for like a while now. Um, we're probably going to see it on the roads in 2021 or maybe later this year. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it'll like once people start to see it on the road and stuff, people will probably change their minds about it. But yeah, I agree with Ryan just saying like they kind of ruined the Mustang name with it. Yeah, if, if they should have named it something else. Let's just be let's just say that off the off the bat. It should have been named something else, not the Mustang. All right, moving on. Uh, next topic is hyundai so hyundai actually introduced a manual transmission that doesn't have a clutch pedal so the real question is is this really still a six shift so in terms of uh hyundai and why they kind of created this uh, they said that uh because non-enthusiasts or even just uh, any normal day driver had a lot of worries about you know stalling their engine on hills and like just stalling in general it can be very harmful to the engine itself so that's why they kind of designed this uh, this certain transmission where you don't actually have to rely on the actual transmission to actually shift your gear yeah so hyundai calls this the intelligent manual transmission so i think it's offered with a one liter turbocharged engine mm-hmm. it's i think right now it's only offered in india is where the system was developed but basically it like Randall said it there's no clutch all you have to do is grab the shifter and simply change the gears you don't have to do anything else and the intelligence system kind of detects that you're trying to change the gear and disengages mm-hmm. and re-engages the clutch when required so this is not actually the first time that this was actually introduced a system like this was actually around in the 1980s uh, especially in Volkswagen and it obviously there's a reason why it didn't go through and it didn't act, wasn't actually very popular because let's be honest you want to be able to shift your own gears right and it includes clutch clicking and uh, everything you want to do i think they're they're obviously adding to technology to these vehicles but at the same time they're kind of taking away everything from the actual driver right so Obviously, you can still shift gears, but you can also still shift gears in with pedal shifters, right? If you really want a car that still does everything that mo- you know a manual car does, except for clutch kicking in, like uh, I mean, shifting with the clutch in general, right? You could still get technically a car that does that without a clutch, right? I think what they're trying to do is just introduce a way that you know you're shifting, so it feels like you're driving a clutch car which you're not technically all right so the article we're reading right now hana claims that the system is designed to like reduce the fatigue in driving Mm -hmm. a car with a clutch Mm -hmm. obviously anyone who knows or who has a manual transmissions knows the struggle of driving a manual car in traffic for example or Mm -hmm. traffic up a hill or anything like that right so it's obviously kind of tiring let's just say that so Hyundai kind of recognized this and they designed a system while still maintaining the manual transmission, mm-hmm. but having no physical clutch yeah. for the driver. Right. And this system, it's only offered in the Hyundai venue. And I don't think they have plans to bring it to the US. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's because of cost. 
obviously it's cheaper to build manual transmissions than automatic and i think in like other countries like in india where the system was developed manual transmissions are probably more favorable there yeah definitely and i think that's that's the main reason why they're not going to introduce it in the the united states yet people over here don't really care for manual transmission right now um if if it's the only people that are going to really hop on this if if anything um are the real enthusiasts and even them they really want a clutch to actually shift with so that's why i don't even see them bringing it here to the u.s market or the canadian market and it kind of makes sense in india because that's literally 90 percent of their vehicles are manual yeah so really there's really nothing to be worried about because we're not going to see anything like this in the u.s even like other manufacturers i don't think people are really interested in a system like this mm -hmm. manual transmission with no clutch obviously having the full manual driving experience includes a clutch and of course the manual shifter mm -hmm. right so at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't really affect any enthusiasts, any cars, at least in North America. Thank God. All right, so now we're going to move on to our car of the week. Yes, sir. So this week's car of the week is a Audi Q2 lowered on airlift suspension. So I think we've talked about this before, but we are huge fans of bagged SUVs. Definitely. And uh, that's because it's the next trend, let's be honest. Yeah, obviously, like, a lot of people like to bag their cars their sedans whatever but like something about like the lowered suv look like having flush fitment right fender to lip on an suv mm -hmm. like it's something that you would never imagine right people will say that it's kind of useless because it, it kind of goes away from the whole purpose of an suv anyways but let's be honest we have pretty good roads up here right uh, in canada and the u.s so we don't really have to worry about you know going off-roading or anything like that so having a nice suv that sits nice too i mean it's not that hard to ask for you know all right to start off um i believe the q2 is only offered in europe yeah so we don't have this exact car over here in north america yeah we so don't. that's one thing that makes it so nice yeah because simply you don't see the q2 yeah. anywhere yeah, right definitely. in the community mm-hmm um, the other thing is the the European models, we hate this, but they build it so much more nicely and more quality is put into their vehicles, especially the cars that are actually still built in Germany. You'll see a lot more quality coming out of those cars because it, it's just more better materials, right? Uh, one key thing that I like about this, this build in uh, particular is the setup. Now, everything kind of goes in together. Uh, mainly, uh, I'm talking about the trunk setup. So the trunk setup is kind of like a carbon fiber look. You can still kind of put all your stuff in there. It kind of has like a little shield at the top. And the tanks are super, like, exclusive. I don't even know what those tanks are. Uh, they're probably not airlift. They're probably custom-built air tanks. And even the management is covered in carbon fiber as well and that's what kind of makes it very very unique the air suspension system mm -hmm. it's kind of like recessed in the trunk mm -hmm. i'm assuming it's in like this little space where the spare tire would normally go yeah so you still have you know all the capabilities of an suv yeah you still have all that storage which is really cool that's what i really like about like suvs too mm -hmm. is that because it's an suv you have so much space yeah you could 
still kind of use all that space even when you're bagged. Definitely. And that's really is advantage for these things. Yeah, from the trunk setup to like the interior and everything, there's a lot of really nice carbon fiber accents. Obviously, like the Audis come with carbon fiber trim, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I'm not really sure if they're real carbon fiber because I know a lot of manufacturers like to use like the fake Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this guy, he obviously he added a lot of like aftermarket carbon fiber accents right which really ties in nice with like the design of the vehicle yeah i agreed it's it's very like everything kind of just goes into play even the wheels i mean i'm not a big fan of them but they kind of just fit in with the actual vehicle and they like kind of suit it yeah so the wheels are actually they're actually oem audi wheels yeah yeah. from an e-tron i believe so that's their electric suv Mm mm-hmm and honestly, I'm a fan of them. I like them. I like, mm-hmm. like, I think we talked about in the past, like, newer cars these days, they have, like, really nice design elements. Yeah. And, like, these newer cars, you really don't have to do much to them. Right. In terms of modifications to make them look nice. Exactly. And right. you really don't have to touch even the, like, the, in com- in the engine components or anything like that to really modify anything. Right? Like, this thing is sitting on air ride with, like, maybe wheels. That's it. Yeah, that's right? it. Right? Like, you you really don't have to touch anything else. You don't have to touch the engine on these cars unless you're trying to do audio, but then, you know, what's the point? Yeah, and, like, these are OEM wheels too, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, they're actually, like, really, really nice wheels. Really nice wheels. And, yeah, it, it really goes to show that you can really make these new cars look super nice. Yeah, and back on, like, the interior of the car, like, even just, like, the steering wheel, for example really nice setup like it's like a full custom carbon fiber steering wheel mm-hmm. and it has like that audi ra kind of feel to it where it has like the push button start on the steering wheel and has like mm-hmm. paddle shifters and like the drive select mode and everything mm-hmm. so it really has like that kind of race car feel to it mm-hmm. in terms of fitment this is like the most ideal fitment you would want in an suv mm-hmm. in the back he's tucking and in the front he's like almost fender to lip probably the most ideal like fitment you would want i mean again you're kind of driving this thing every day as like a daily driver so you obviously don't want to you know have it like negative 12 camber and shit like that uh th- this is ideally the best one of the best dailies you can do um in terms of builds there's so much we could talk about in this car like there's so many like small modifications that like the owner's done mm-hmm. uh, if you guys want to check it out we'll leave like his instagram in the show notes mm-hmm all right, yeah, that's about it for uh, Modified Lifestyle. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening to our podcast every single week. Um, if you guys have any suggestions, you can definitely hit us up at Northside Whips on Instagram. Nice. Or you can email us, northsidewhips at gmail.com. And yeah, like I said before, um, all the stuff we talked about today, we will put in the show notes for you guys to check out. Yeah, if you enjoy the podcast, definitely share it with any of your car enthusiasts, friends, family, anything like that. We greatly appreciate that. And that's about it for today. Hope you guys enjoy the podcast. We really appreciate you guys listening every single week. And we will see you guys next week. Peace.